Good morning. Welcome to the Bell and Polk Legal Show. Brad Polk and Bob Leonard in the studio today. We are personal injury lawyers. We come to you each week to talk to you about personal injury matters to give you an idea of what's going on with the personal injury case. If you have a personal injury case or you've been hurt as a result of the negligence of another, as a result of somebody acting inappropriately, acting below the standard of the care, with somebody making a mistake, if you've been hurt, you need compensation. You need to recover. You need to be able to make yourself whole again. And the way you make yourself whole again is to is to is to address how you're going to find the money to do that. Uh, the first place you're going to look is for the injured person, uh, and you're going to see what the injured person's injuries are, and you're going to find out how they're doing. You're going to try and find out the full extent of their injuries. That's what we do as personal injury lawyers. A lot of people look and talk about what kind of reputations uh, personal injury lawyers have or ambulance chasers. What we are, we we are we are people who try to make whole a person who's been hurt because somebody else has either deliberately or accidentally made a mistake that's causing injuries to others, and we're trying to make you whole. You know, you, we we see a lot of. Uh, a lot of TV shows, and, and, uh, and uh, man, I, I stayed home the other day and worked from home, and I had the TV on in the background, and I cannot believe how many uh, TV commercials come on, how many TV commercials come on of lawyers, and what they've always got up there is $1 million and $2 million and $265,000 and $100,000 and, and 250000 and all these numbers, and, you know, a it, the, one of the interesting parts is, is it seems like they always show the person, they always show the person looking like they're in great health and they're wonderful and they have no real injuries. Uh, something to, I guess, to, to, to make you feel like they somehow beat the system, that they have somehow got money they weren't entitled to. That's not right. That's not what it's about. And then, and then you get the other ones who look and say, well, my case is worth, you know, I, I was trying to get money to recover my case and it's worth nothing. And now, and I buy, I went out and I got lawyer so-and-so and it's worth a million dollars. And that's the lawyer's difference. And that person got me a million dollars. Acting like if you didn't, if, if you were hurt to the extent that you're entitled to a million dollars, you're going to get zero unless you go get the lawyer to get you a million. Now, well, I agree the lawyer probably increased the recovery well beyond what you could have done yourself. Yes, the lawyer probably did do that. But there's got to be certain elements in a personal injury case that you've got to look at, and they've got to make sense because the purpose of personal injury cases isn't just to have some kind of windfall, pretend recovery or, or money paid to you that's not appropriate. Is to get you properly paid. And there are certain basics that have to be done when you're dealing with a personal injury case. And these per, the basics uh, that start out with is you've got to have an injury. And Bob, if you don't have an injury, then there, uh, it, there's not going to be recovery. And if you have a minor injury, then the recovery is going to be appropriate. You know, Brad, in order to have a claim, you have to have three things. You have to have liability, causation, and damages. And a lot of times, you know, liability could be certain, but you may not have the damages. Or maybe the, the damage were caused by this accident. But one group of people, you know, when you have, that we need to consider that, you know, when you have a child that's been involved in an automobile accident, their needs are different than maybe an adult. And a child may be hurt and maybe have a lifetime of injury. And, uh, you know, the statute of limitations for children is, is different than the statute of limitations for a child. Now, statute of limitations is the time period which from the time of the accident to it's a bright line that you have to either sell the claim or file a lawsuit. But for children, it's different than for adults because the children's, children, the uh, statute of limitation tolls. 
Right. And what you're going to have is you're going to have different aspects or different factors that deal with different parts of a case. But I don't want people out there thinking, you know, I, I remember my paralegal talking to me just the other day. She said, due to this, she thinks it's the advertising, but due, due to whatever opinion people are getting, they think if you, that, that if they've been in an accident, they can just walk in and somehow somebody's supposed to plunk 100000 or 200000 or a million dollars down on the desk and say, here you go. And they're going to get that kind of money. And that's not the way it works. As, as you said, Bob, you know, the last part of it, you said you have to have damages. And the damages are something you have to look at. And you have to make sure you understand that you have the damages. You have to understand how that's going to work and who the person is that got damaged and for what reason they got damaged. And so understand that as, as lawyers, we are not out trying to get things that you're not entitled to. We're trying to get you full and fair compensation. You know, Brad, Brad, if you look at these big cases, you look at the number of people that have injuries, you know, they say it got me, you know, $500,000 or whatever. You look at the number of people that have injuries that, that in that range is a small number. You look at the number of people that have insurance that can pay these big claims, small numbers. So, you know, these big, you know, saying these big claims are, are out there. They are, but they're far and few between. Well, and that's the second part of it. Uh, the second part of it is, is that if you, if you, there is, there are injuries and, and don't get me wrong. You can have a minor injury that's going to be worth five figures. It can be worth 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000, and it can be an appropriate amount to compensate you. You can have a major injury that can be worth six figures. You can have an even more major injury that can be worth millions. And the, and in all these cases, I recommend you have an attorney. I recommend you talk to an attorney, but you've got to understand what your injuries are and what and 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 what effect they're going to have and they have had on your life or your family's life. And that's one of the things you want to make sure you look at when you're dealing with cases. Another thing that's very important is to understand that it's not necessary when you, your crash happens at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, or even if it happens at noon in the middle of the day, that from the car you call a lawyer. That's not necessary. Now, is it necessary to have the, the crash properly documented? Yes. But who should you be calling if you've had a crash? You certainly shouldn't be calling the lawyer. The first thing you should do when the crash happens, call the police. And if people are injured, call for an ambulance. That's who you want out documenting the case. That's who you want to have do it. It's not it, it to this idea that I've got to call the lawyer immediately is just something that I don't think is inappropriate. Uh, do you want to call a lawyer promptly and before you talk to the insurance adjuster? I would say yes. You know the, the insurance companies wants to talk to you immediately because they, they they want you to settle the case as quickly as possible. I've heard of clients tell me that people came to the door two or three days after the accident with the asking to sell their claim. In fact, there's a statute that protects you, the insurance company should not be talking to you within the first two weeks after the accident if you're under the care of a doctor. They're not supposed to come talk to you about the accident. And we always talk about there's two sides. There's the bodily injury side and there's the property side. And so you have to understand, okay, when the insurance company is contacting you to try and get information, especially if it's the insurance company on the other side of the case, uh, the person who hits you or, or who caused the crash, you don't want to talk to them either. So I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to get myself to a position where I can talk to somebody after I've recovered some of my health, after I've gotten myself somewhere where I can be able to address these topics and to address them appropriately. And then get yourself a lawyer or talk to a lawyer, get some advice, get some consultation. You can get your consultation from us. We're happy to talk to you. 
Now, as every law firm that does personal injury, it's free to come in and talk to us. And when you see a bunch of that as, oh, it's free. We're so great. We're just such great lawyers because we're willing to do it free. It's free for all of us. We charge on a percentage basis on the percentage of recovery. That's what we get paid for. That's how we get paid for our time and our services. So that's another one. Yes, it's important for all of you to know it's free, but understand that's the standard of the industry. And that's what we all get. And that's what we all do. You can come see us. You can contact us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Or you can go to bellpollock.com. That's B-E-L-L-P-O-L-L-O-C-K.com. Or you can call us at 303-795-5900. Any of those will work. We'll talk to you. We'll give you advice. We'll discuss with you. We'll help put together what we have trademarked as a legal game plan. Every legal game plan is different. Why is every legal game plan different? Because every case is different. We just went over a number of the sliding factors that may be addressed in cases like this. That may be that may have to be that you may have to deal with. And these are factors that you always have to be able to discuss and understand and know what's going on. And once those factors are discussed, you can start to get an idea of what your case is worth. But then again, that's another one. Your case is worth the amount of insurance or the amount of assets that the party who caused the crash has or that you have on your UIM policy or your uninsured and underinsured motors policy. That's where the money comes from. Bob said earlier, he said, you know, you, you see all this, these people that supposedly got all this money. Well, where'd it come from? Did somebody just go forward and give it? And you're sitting there, any of you who are sitting there and listening to this, if you don't have insurance, do you have the money to pay a hundred or two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars for if you make a mistake and hurt somebody? Do you? Probably not. Now how now stop and think how much insurance you've got. Okay. Understand that it the last time the statistics that I saw, it was almost twenty-five percent of the people in Colorado have either the minimum policy or no policy. The minimum policy is twenty-five thousand. So you're talking $25,000 of coverage. So you need to get your own UIM coverage. UIM coverage, it protects you. Uh, that's really the most important part of the whole policy. How do you protect yourself for someone who's out there that's not, that's not a, maybe a good citizen because they don't care about you. They go buy insurance and they, they wouldn't even buy insurance if they didn't have to. So they go to these, because there are several companies that just sell these $25,000 minimum policies. And when you ask them, do you have insurance coverage? They always say, yeah, I got full coverage. Really, they have nothing. In, in some of these insurance companies, the, the, the ones that I call low rate, they will, they will be even tougher on you. They'll try and get a hold of you faster. They'll try and talk to you about settling your claim. They'll try and tell you that your, your medical bills are too high. They're, they're going to cut them back to what's a reasonable and necessary or what's the appropriate amount within the community. They're going to, so they're going to try and reduce the, the medical bills and say your doctors have overcharged you or that those medical bills are just too high. They're going to find ways to, to, to decrease the amount that you're entitled to. That's when you got to get a lawyer. As a matter of fact, you probably ought to get a lawyer sooner. You don't have to call them from the scene of the accident, but do you want to call a lawyer within a prompt amount of time and before you start talking to other people and, and before you start giving away information? Yes. And we've got a lot of shows. Uh, you get Go to bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com, pull down our podcast, and you'll see what's going on. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. You can contact us at 303-795-5900. Yes, we're available 24-7. You can call. You know, if you get our answering service, they will contact a lawyer, and a lawyer will call you back. You can contact us at 
795-5900, our interactive website, website bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys and this is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about drunk drivers and punitive damages. What are punitive damages, by the way? How do they help you? Can they help you? Punitive damages exist by statute in Colorado. They're there to punish the wrongdoer for intentional, reckless, wrongful, wanton acts. Drunk driving is one of those reckless acts. You can obtain punitive damages against drunk drivers, and that puts additional legal, legitimate pressure on the insurance company for the drunk driver to pay you your complete, legitimate money for your injuries and damages and losses. Do not let them get away with it. Make sure you can prove the driver was drunk. Call the police. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Brad Pollock and Bob Leonard in the studio today. Gary Bell's out of town. We're talking to you. Uh, we've, we've have the first segment of just talking generally about a personal injury case, some of the things you really want to understand and know, and and don't get misled by some of the things by by thinking that your case is or is not worth a certain amount of money. And don't be misled by thinking necessarily you can walk in and just look at a lawyer and say, here's what I've got, and have the lawyer somehow be able to tell you what your case is worth. The lawyer still needs to hear the other side. The lawyer needs to hear to see all your medical records. The lawyer needs to see what your previous condition is. The lawyer needs to see how much insurance is out there. The lawyer needs to see quite a bit. You know, hopefully the lawyer can give you an idea of where your case is headed. A lawyer should, when you come to Bell and Pollock, will start formulating for you a legal game plan right away. If you need to talk about your personal injury case, contact us at 303 795 5900, com or championsofthepeople.com. So let's talk about children in accidents for a little bit. And and the, the first thing, Bob, we, we, we probably ought to talk about is, is uh, you know, it, the rules are just a little bit different for children in accidents, aren't they? You know, one of the key elements of any accident is we call the statute limitations. And that's the time frame you have to, to adjudicate your case. For children, it's different. So for an adult, you have three years from the day of the injury to either settle the claim or file a lawsuit. For a child, they have till 18 years plus the three years, which is the statute of limitations for a car crashes, which is about 20. They don't have to do anything until age 21. So maybe you have a child that's injured, and you know maybe you don't know what their, their injuries are like. You don't have to sell their claim quickly. You can, you can sit on it for a long time if you need be. Okay, now understand, that's three years in a car crash case. If it's a slip and fall, that's not going to be three years. That's going to be two years. If it's if it's medical malpractice, that's not going to be three years. That's going to be two years. If there's some kind of punitive element, it may be cut back to one year. If, there's, if there was alcohol involved, it could be cut back to one year. It's very important 
that you and and sometimes it's 18 years plus one year or sometimes you're not going to have that but your statute of limitations the amount of time you have to bring your lawsuit could be different depending on what kind of claim you have so if you have children that have been involved in a crash that got hurt in the crash you know or or if for for instance, or if if uh, the woman was pregnant at the time of the crash, there may be a need to delay with respect to certain aspects of the crash. But that's when it's so important. It's very important. You get into a lawyer. Call us, 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Or get on the website and talk to us so we can discuss with you what your particular rights are and what your particular deadlines are. It's going to be very important that you understand what those deadlines are and that you understand how they might apply. If if you've been hurt as a result of what you think is the negligence of another, I would tell you you really would want to get a hold of a lawyer within the first three months. Within the first, if you if you can do it before you talk to the adjuster on the side, do that. Which means you're going to be wanting to get a lawyer within the first week talking to the lawyer. You know, the thing, Brad, when you have a child that comes in. The child's claim is separate and different and apart from the, your claim. So let's say you're involved in a car accident with, you know, you're the adult and you're the driver and someone crashed into you. You get hurt. You sign up. You have your own contract with the lawyer to resolve your case. Your kids also would have their own contracts, but the parents would be, I, I think we put on their uh, best friend and guardian. and guardian of the child. And the case is settled. when the, you, you as the guardian have authority to sell, you know, sell the case, but- based on you may need court approval to have a final settlement. It's going to depend on your relationship, but obviously as a parent, you can sign the contract on behalf of your child to have your child represented. Time should be spent determining what the child's injuries are. Sometimes children cannot uh, it cannot tell you their injuries as well as an adult can. Sometimes children can't understand that maybe this, this continual pain they're having or the restrictions they're having are things they shouldn't be living with. If it's a baby or if it's an infant or a child that's one or two or three years old, sometimes they can't tell you that. It takes a parent who's observing the child and noticing there's something different. It takes a good doctor who can look at the child and say, look, this is what your child's going through. So you need to be able to to deal with that appropriately as you're dealing with the case. But understand, your child may have different time periods. Also understand, or time periods to bring the case, the, the, also understand how you're dealing with the child is going to be different. Is this a permanent injury? How, how long will this child have to live with this? If you're talking about a child that's, that's two, three, four years old, you're talking about an injury and it's permanent. You're talking about an injury that could last for 70 years. Is that worth some money? Is that worth some compensation? Should the child be able to be compensated for that? Yes, absolutely. Fairly compensated, especially if it's going to be something that's going to require monthly or yearly checkups. If it's going to be something that's going to limit the child's avenues of being able to do things. If it's something that's going to limit the child's uh, mobility or able to, or ability to do it, to, to get around in life and, and participate in regular children activities and, and teenage activities. These are things we're going to want to know and you find out. So sometimes it takes a little longer. Also understand that when you go to recover for your child, it's going to require court approval and it's going to require that you get the, that you properly handle the funds through probate proceeding. You got to understand that the recovery is not the property of the parents. It actually goes into the child's estate. So the reason you want to may want to have the court approve it is uh, let's say for example the child receives $100,000. 
There's only limited things that that money can be used for. The court's going to want you to put that money into some kind of specialized account for the benefit of the child. Parent, you know, it's not a money grab. It should be a money grab by the parents. I mean, we've been, I mean, we've had some situations where it seems like the parents, kid gets an award and the parents think that the money belongs to them and they want to go out and buy a new car or they want to buy a TV with those dollars. Those dollars are property of the child and, and the court, that's why you want to have a probate hearing, have the court approve the, approve the, the uh, settlement to protect the child, but also to protect you, the parent. Well, before you even get to that point, the court's going to want to make sure the settlement is fair. If the court determines the settlement is fair and appropriate, then once you, you get the money, that's exactly right. The court's going to want to know who you are. They're going to put, they can very easily, as they go through the probate proceedings and determine what you're going to, how you're going to deal with the money, they can very easily look at you and say, we want a CBI report on you, which is a, a report from the Cardo Bureau of Investigation. We want a credit report on you. We want you to tell us where the money's going. They will require annual reporting. As far as what you've done with the money, do not miss that annual reporting and that annual um, and, and, and what you're telling the court you've done with the money and how you're dealing with the money. If any of you are in that situation, you cannot miss that. Please make sure you make your deadlines and you get them to the court. And the bottom line is that's a court order. And when you get a court order, the bottom what, what you want to do is obey a court order. That's what we do with court orders. We obey them. If you disagree with the court order, you can go to the court and ask the court to change the order. If you don't like what the court's done, you can ask for an appeal. But eventually, you're going to exhaust your appeals. And when you've got an order, you obey the court order. That's how simple it is, especially when you're dealing with somebody else's money when you're dealing with somebody else's funds and you're dealing with another person's funds. That may be your child, but that's their funds at that point. They are being compensated for their injuries. Now, uh, will the compensation a lot also include co- re- reimbursing you for for money you've paid out on, on medical bills? Sure. Are you going to be able to report that to the court and say you want this money to reimburse you for that? Yes. But understand, certain of those funds belong to your child. And so that's the way it's going to be. And that's what we do as attorneys. If you've been in a crash with your child and everybody's been hurt, we go in and sort it out for you. If you have a question, if you have a case, if you have somebody you want to talk to, if you've been hurt, even if it was a year ago, two years ago, contact us, bellpollock.com, championsofthepeople.com, or 303-795-5900. We're happy to help you. Just remember... uh you as an adult get hurt in a car crash, you can manage your own, your own affairs, but your child needs special care and sometimes be protected by the court to make sure that the, the monies they receive, because it was a long time, lifetime injury, they may need monies for, you know, for care and special needs, and those dollars are being paid to the child to cover them for maybe a lifetime of injury. Sometimes you'll have someone like a... a Someone who may miss out on an opportunity, for example, maybe they could have gotten a college scholarship. As a result of the accident, they lost that. You need to come talk to us at Bell and Pollock, and we can sort those things out, determine what the child's losses really are. Many, many of the losses may be not just physical, but there's some monetary, lifetime losses, like losing a scholarship, losing the ability to participate in certain programs. Now... Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left in this show, so we're not going to get into a lot of the other things about uh, certain particulars with safety of your children. But ex- understand, 
that a lot of things are going to be looked at with your children when it comes time for safety or when it comes time for recovery. They're going to want to know if you're partially to blame or if the person who is driving the car is partially to blame. And what are they going to want to know about? They're going to want to know whether or not you could have mitigated the loss to your children or if your children are old enough, could they have mitigated their own loss? What does that mean? That means telling your teenager, if, you, if you're with somebody who's been drinking, stay out of the car, stay out of the car. I dealt with a case years ago where a couple of teenagers drinking, obviously they shouldn't have been drinking, they were underage, but drinking, one climbs into the back seat and goes to sleep, the other one drives in, crawls into the front seat and starts dry, and drives the car as they think they're going home. The person in the back seat woke up crippled. That's it, crippled for life, because he got in the car with a drunk driver. You got to you got to drill that into your kids. As you're getting your children into the car, you've got to talk to them about use of seatbelts. You got to talk to them about which seat they're going to sit in. Are they going to sit in the front seat, the back seat? And you've got to talk to yourself about which seat you're going to put them in. You know, another thing <clears throat> we talked about this before in other other programs. Your kids get in these cars with their friends. And we don't really have any idea what kind of insurance they have. Maybe they don't have enough insurance. So, you know, think about that when you, when you have kids, you know, when you see your friends come to the, your kids, friends come to the house and all pile in the back of his, you know, his car and they take off for the evening. What if that kid gets in a car accident? Is there enough insurance? That's why you need uninsured motorist coverage because it'll cover you. It could cover, it'll cover your kid if there's not enough insurance from the driver that's caused the accident. You're listening to the Bell and Paul Klegel Show. Brad Polk, Bob Leonard in the studio today talking about some general matters and some matters concerning your children. If you need help, give us a call, 303-795-5900. Contact us on the internet, bellpollock.com or championsofthepeople.com. We'll be right back. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened. A legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Welcome back to the Bell and Paul Legal Show. Brad Paul and Bob Leonard in the studio today talking to you about the uh, first part of the case was talking to you about your the, your, your expectations. You're re- realizing that when you look at commercials, that's what they are, commercials. And that's what you need to do is understand that are those attorneys being truthful? I believe they probably are. But are you getting the whole story? 
as Paul Harvey would say, it, you need to see the rest of the story to understand everything that's going on, and that's something you don't see in a commercial. That's understandable. We we'll also talk to you about your children and making sure your children are protected. And one of the important things that Bob said just a few minutes ago was when your kids are piling in a car and they're going somewhere, all of them together, or piling into a neighbor's car and everybody's going somewhere, you need to make sure your child's protected. Bob, how do you do it? Well, I think the first thing you do is make sure the kids understand they need to be wearing seatbelts in the car, protect them physically, protect their monetary life. Brad, you need to have enough insurance. And we talked about before, if one, if one in five drivers in the street is not, has, does not have enough insurance, then you have the responsibility to protect your child and your family by buying, you know, getting enough insurance in the form of uninsured motorist coverage. That's it. We are out, we're out today. We, we, we appreciate you listening to our show. We'll be back next week, same time, to talk to you about another personal injury topic. In the meantime, be safe. But if you are hurt, give us a call, bellpalk.com, Brad, uh, or uh, championsofthepeople.com, or 303-795-5900. See you next week.